Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Hey girl, let me ask you a question. Have you ever thought about sharing your story or your bigger message? Have you dreamt about empowering others in an authentic way? Have you ever thought about having a podcast? I mean, have you fantasized about it? Have you wondered what it would be like for you to have a podcast? Maybe like me, you are a podcast super fan and you love to listen to podcasts and you wonder if this is something that you could do. Maybe others have told you that you should have a podcast and maybe you're the girl that everybody comes to for tips and advice, whatever that looks like. Maybe it's the recipes, the makeup tips, writing, anything. I want you to know that if you've ever thought about having a podcast and you've wondered if anyone would even listen to you, the answer is yes. Take it from me. You never know how far your message will go until you actually put it out there. So if you've ever thought that no one would listen, but you really have a desire to share your bigger message, then girl, I want to invite you to be a part of Launch Your Podcast because I believe that everyone has something valuable to share. I believe that you have something powerful to share. And podcasting isn't just for cool and confident people, okay? It is for you. It is for the everyday modern mom, business owner, teacher, therapist, mentor, influencer, whatever it is that you do. I always say that as mujeres, we wear so many different hats. So listen, if you're ready to get your message out there and you're ready to roll your sleeves up, do the work and stay consistent, I want to support you on your journey because you have no idea the impact you're going to make in the lives of others until you, you take the leap to stand out from everyone else. And look, I know that social media can get crazy. It's like traffic. It's constantly scrolling. And it's really hard to get people's attention because we're just scrolling and everything's really quick, right? So if you want to get your message out in a way that's really going to fall on the right ears, then it's time for you to launch your podcast. And I want you to know that since it is my birthday month, I'm offering five women, first come, first serve, a 30% off scholarship towards the full tuition of Launch Your Podcast, my eight-week private podcast coaching program. This is Podcast 101. You are going to learn how to get clear and identify your bigger message, learn who you are talking to, who is your ideal listener. A lot of times that's why from what I've heard, and because I know from experience, many women don't even you know follow through with their podcast because they don't know who they're talking to. So identify and get clear on who your ideal listener is, learn the themes within your bigger message, really zone in on the vision for your podcast, get clear on your title and who your podcast is for, 
learn how to have titles that really attract your ideal listener. And let me tell you something, okay? I teach you how to podcast in the most simplest way. You don't need fancy gadgets. You don't need a fancy website. You don't need any of that to start your podcast. So if you're ready to begin to know how to really attract the right person to your podcast so that they don't just come and press play one time, but they come back and press play every single episode, they become your super fan. If you're ready to learn that and you're ready to learn how to create content that stands out, then I'm inviting you to be part of Launch Your Podcast. So girl, there's only five of these 30% off scholarships and I want to offer one to you. If you're ready for that, you can go ahead and DM me on Instagram at the Fearless Mujer Podcast, or you can go to fearlessmujer.com forward slash contact. Like I said, I believe that everyone has something to say. And girl, you have something to say. If you're listening to this podcast, I know that you have something to say. That's why you're here, right? So if you're ready to use your voice to impact others, then come be a part of Launch Your Podcast. And I cannot wait to see how you begin to impact others with your voice. God bless. Hola, mujer. Welcome to the Fearless Mujer Podcast. I'm Micaela, the voice behind the mic and the creator of this podcast. I'm the author of the book, Dear Fearless Mujer, You Were Created for More, where I share my raw journey of healing, finding my voice, and true identity. Amiga, I'm truly on a mission to empower Latinas everywhere to know that their setbacks, pain, trials, and heartache cannot stop them from stepping into their God-given purpose. On this podcast, I'll empower you to let go of your limiting beliefs so you can step into your confidence and never have to dim your light again. Girl, this is your space to shine. No matter what season of life you find yourself in, here you'll be equipped with tools that will help you heal, accomplish your goals, and dream big so you can impact those around you. And if you've been looking for your tribe, well, you just found it. Girl, just like you, I'm a busy mujer. I'm balancing life, marriage, motherhood, and business. One cup of cafecito at a time. But I also know that being in community is so powerful. The Fearless Mujer is not just a podcast. It's a sisterhood. And together we'll dive into this journey of life, motherhood, business, and whatever else you got going on. So you ready? Grab your cafecito and let's do this. Welcome to this Monday motivation episode. Girl, thank you for stopping by for another cup of virtual cafecito. Hey, listen, I want to let you know how thankful I am that you are part of this fearless mujer community and sisterhood. I always say that this is not just a podcast. It's a sisterhood because it is. There are so many women that listen to this podcast pretty much all over. And so I just want to say thank you. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, girl, whatever brought you here, I just want to say welcome. Okay, here you will have virtual cafecito. You will get to have this safe space where you can be yourself. And I just want you to know that, girl, I don't sugarcoat. I'm pretty straightforward. And I like to really help people think outside of the box because I believe that a lot of times we kind of embrace certain ideas and thoughts and views that we adopted and we were conditioned with. And so I think sometimes we have to give ourselves permission to really be 
the woman we were created to be. And sometimes that means letting go of old thoughts, views, ideas that maybe no longer serve us or serve others. So I want to let you know that on Monday Motivation, I'm going to start reading chapter two. So if you have not read the book, if you're like, what? I didn't know you had a book. Um, Even though it's in the intro, yes, I have a book, but you can get it on Amazon. Uh, You can go to Barnes & Noble. I'm not promoting Walmart, but if you got a Walmart card, girl, go to Walmart. You can go to Walmart online. I read the introduction on season three, episode 21. So you can go to that episode and you can actually listen to me reading it. If you go to season four, episode one, episode two, episode three, episode four, and episode six, you can listen to chapter one. You can listen to all of it. So moving forward, I will be reading chapter two on Monday Motivation because I want you all, it's not on Audible yet. That's a whole thing, which I have to kind of do, but you know, I need time for that. So as I work on that, I do want to give everyone an opportunity to listen to the book on the podcast and what better way to really kind of go deeper into it. We also do have book club. We've been having book club, which is why I have not had cafecito and amigas night. So if you didn't know, every month I was having cafecito and amigas night on Zoom. My goal is for October to actually have an in-person cafecito and amigas night. That will probably happen in Fort Worth, Texas, because that's where I live. And we will still do it on Zoom as well, so everyone can still pop in. So as I have more details, I will definitely let you know about that. But we will be having book club again in two weeks. So if you want to be a part of that, girl, you can still come. It's pretty cool because a lot of the women really, really share their heart and it is a safe space for you to talk about whatever you need to talk about. So we are talking about the book, obviously, and it's more of a discussion. We're not really reading it together. Um, I think it's just great because everyone's busy. Everyone's kind of on a different chapter. It's great to just really discuss parts of the book, in my opinion. That's just what I like. <laughs> so you can go to rebrand.ly forward slash fearless book club, all capital letters. I will have the links in the show notes of anything that you hear on this episode. So you can go to the show notes as well. But all right, guys, I'm going to dive into chapter two. Um, And if you are new to the book, you have not, you know, read it, you don't know anything about it. I'm going to read the back to you really quick. And then I'm going to go ahead and dive into chapter two. All right. So here's the back. Sometimes in life, we go through moments that devastate us, break us and shatter every part of who we are. That's what Mikaela experienced when her innocent daughter revealed a secret she had been keeping for a long time. It was then that Mikaela had a choice to make, stay quiet or speak up. She learned that sometimes using your voice and speaking up will cost you. Through her raw journey of healing, finding her voice and her true identity, you will learn that sometimes what is meant to destroy you becomes what prepares you to lead and empower those around you. The painful stories we carry can propel us to change generational stories. A painful chapter in your life does not have to be where your story ends. It can be where your story begins. This book will fill you with hope and empower you to know that your past does not have to define you and cannot stop you from pursuing the dreams God puts on your heart. So this is a short, very, very short part of my story. 
And the book is really an empowerment book. It's a book that really kind of gives you this perspective that, hey, what if that dark thing, that really painful thing that happened to you is really meant to be used for something greater? If you didn't know, my daughter actually revealed to us that, you know, she was being um, sexually abused. And girl, let me say, say this as a mom, I do not wish that pain on anyone. Seriously. It is a very painful thing to go through. There's a lot of things that happen that I didn't write in this book, you know, because I'm not telling my daughter's story. I'm telling my story as a mom and then the daughter of someone who chose not to support her in that season. So you got to read the book to kind of find out, right? But I want you guys to know that even if you've gone through something really horrible and painful and oh my God, it's like almost a tragedy, right? God has something so beautiful in store. And sometimes we have to have that growth mindset that like, okay, this is not the end, right? This is not the end of my story. So if there's anything that you take from my book, I want you to take that is that this is not the end of your story. Now, I do want to let you know, my book is a little Spanglish because, girl, I love speaking Spanglish. If you heard the episode, I was on the Holy Mix show, which is a, a show that's part of La Nueva. Um, you can download their app. It's La Nueva FM 106.5. Uh, but I was on the Holy Mix show and it was so cool because it was a little, it was a lot Spanglish, actually. <laughs> and that's season four, episode 13. But listen. I love that we can blend two languages. I love it so much. I grew up in Little Village on the southwest side of Chicago. If you don't know where that's at, it's a really bad neighborhood, but I grew up there. And yes, there were game bangers. And yes, it was the hood. There were great tacos too, though. <laughs> uh, if you don't know, I love tacos. But there was something really, really cool about growing up there. It was really like a Mexican, all Mexican neighborhood. And I love that. I mean, my dad did raise me like very deeply rooted in my culture, but I love that I got to experience the Cinco de Mayo parades, the elotes. It was such a beautiful thing. You know, the Spanish music, the Norteñas, the banda, like just the way that growing up in that environment. And so you pick up like, you know, the, the Spanglish, right? Because we're Chicanos, you know? And so I just, I love my culture. Um, I am married to an Irish guy, which is why my last name is Deegan. And sometimes it throws people off. But I love that we can blend two languages. And so I think that we should not be ashamed of it as Latinas who speak two languages. Maybe you speak more than that. We should not be ashamed of it. We should embrace our cultures, right? We are Americans as well. So what I want to tell you about this book as well is that there are no number chapters. Um, it's really written in letter form, as you'll see. So some of the chapters are the healing journey, exposing the lies, no necesitas permiso, which means you don't need permission. Hey, if you ever need translation, just go to Google. <laughs> uh, there is more to who you are, the training ground, mujer, you have authority, girl, stop escaping reality, amiga, you have a bigger purpose. Of course, you have the intro and the epilogue as well. So Right now, we are going to be diving into exposing the lies. I'll just read a little bit of that and then 
next week on Monday Motivation, I will dive into the rest of it, okay? So if you have the book, it's page 29. Uh, guys, you can get it on Kindle Edition if you like to have ebooks. All right, here we go. When you start to heal on the inside, you will quickly see that you don't just heal from one thing in your life. You begin to heal from so many things you didn't even know needed healing. The journey is not easy, but you see yourself like a completely new person once you start to heal. The best way I can describe this journey is that you experience a ton of pain in the beginning, and as some time begins to pass, slowly other parts of you begin to break off. The parts of you that break off were things you didn't need, things that may have been holding you back. Letting go of someone you love so that you can heal can feel like ripping a part of yourself off. That's how bad it hurts. But as you allow yourself time to process, you begin to discover more about who you are. It wasn't easy for me to let go of my dad because I had such a deep attachment to him. We went through hard times growing up. There were times we would count pennies just to buy a gallon of milk. I wrapped up shoe and soda can boxes with wrapping paper one Christmas. We didn't have money for presents, but at 12 years old, I wanted it to feel like Christmas anyway. Going through hard times like that will bond you with a person. I always felt like my dad got me and I got him. And once he was no longer in my life, I didn't know who I was. I wanted to make him proud of me. I wanted him to be there for every milestone of my life. But I knew after this happened with my daughter, life wouldn't be that way. Some people grow up being taught that your family is your family no matter what, and we tolerate them just because they're our family. I used to think that too, but then I learned this mindset is way off. Yes, they are family, and yes, you love them, but if a family member is toxic, then it is not okay to tolerate them. Once my dad was no longer in my life, I began to discover new things about myself. You see, I was still going to my dad for his input, even as an adult. I wanted validation from him and I wanted to please him. I wanted him to say how proud he was of me. Don't get me wrong, I still love my dad and what I am sharing with you is not to bash him. I share this with you because as women, sometimes we try to find our identity in others. Sometimes we think, well, this is who I am, this is how I was raised, and this is what I know. When in actuality, it is the opposite. Sometimes we mimic what or who we saw when we were growing up, and we've embraced ideas, views, and mindsets given to us. We define ourselves based on someone else's idea or opinion of who we are. I am not sharing this with you based on my own experience. I'm also sharing this with you based on what other women have told me. I have seen many women who have big dreams stop pursuing bigger dreams based on the fear that they are not good enough. That fear comes from what was spoken over them in the past. Sometimes the fear of not being good enough also comes from past mistakes. I had to learn to do things without running to my dad. I realized that I had a hard time making decisions about things. I would sit on a decision to do something for days. It's almost like I was waiting for permission to do what I wanted to do. Now, don't get me wrong. I have always been a little too independent because I never wanted help from anyone, but we will always need help. Help from a mentor or coach to further our business. Help from a friend to navigate hard things. Help from someone when we need a word of encouragement. I had this belief that if I didn't ask for help, it made me look strong and tough. That's what I saw growing up. So I embrace that mindset as my own. Have you ever felt that way? I got this. I'll just do it by myself. Have you ever thought that a parent or someone would criticize you if you did something? 
Amiga, I used to think that way. I realized that I constantly went to my dad for validation because he had high expectations for me. He was also someone who would criticize me constantly. I always wanted his input because I was trying to please him. Have you found yourself constantly trying to please a specific family member? You want that person to see, like, look what I did? It's almost like when a little kid draws something on a paper and then wants his mom to turn around and say, wow, that's so pretty. We look for validation in others. We want them to say, wow, that's so pretty. We are looking for affirmation. And let me tell you, it is tough to learn to love yourself without affirmation. I'm going to stop right there. So I stopped uh, right before the next paragraph starts at the bottom of page 31, if you have the book and you want to follow along. Uh, so I will actually pick it back up next Monday motivation. Thank you so much for, um, just listening and being a part of, of the book. All right. So I'm going to dive into today's Monday motivation episode. You know, Mondays are a little bit quicker, but I want to talk about something. Okay. Because I say this a lot and I mean it, we are all going through something behind the scenes. This is why with Cafecito Nights, I think they're so important. I think community is so important. That is one of the core values of Fearless Mujer is community because we are all going through something. We all need to know that, hey, I'm not alone. This is what I've seen. I've seen that when one woman can share like, man, I'm going through that or I've gone through this or I've overcome this, right? Or I just need to let this out. I just need to vent, right? I need to cry. We need to normalize that it's okay to cry, that it's okay to share, that it's okay to find a safe space to share. And let me say something. When I'm talking about community, I don't mean a ton of people, okay? Because it's not always about quantity. It's about quality, right? How many quality people can really gather together to partner together or just be there for each other? So, one of the core values of Fearless Mujer is community. And I say this, I mean it, this is a sisterhood, okay? No one is better than the other. So that's kind of the vibe that always happens at Cafecito and Amigas Night too, is like, girl, we're all in this together. I think that if more women locked arms to collaborate, to do things together, to really understand, like, girl, you have gifts that I don't have, and together we can just empower other people, right? So we're all going through something. And I think that we all need a safe space to be ourselves, to unwind, to just show up as who we are and not feel like, oh my God, I have to impress people, right? So today, here's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about walk gracefully through the pressure. Walk gracefully through the pressure. What does it mean to, what does it, what does gracefully mean? right? It means in an attractive, elegant way, in a respectful and dignified way. Now, why did I, why did I choose that? Walking gracefully means that you are walking in an attractive and elegant way, that you are walking in a respectful and dignified way. And here's what I'm going to say. A lot of times when we're going through stuff, sorry, I'm just going to say this. If you get mad at me, I'm sorry, girl, this is not like to attack you, but sometimes we want to be the victim. 
sometimes we have victim mentality. And I will confess that I had victim mentality for many, many, many years. Why? Because when you grow up in trauma and dysfunction and abuse, it is so easy to have victim mentality. It is so easy to believe that, man, all these bad things happened to me. And I had so much trauma growing up that when good things start happening, you are like, oh my God, there's something good happening. When is the bad thing going to happen? When is something's going to fall apart? I'm just waiting for something to fall apart. So you're almost walking on eggshells throughout your life. And you know what? It is so sad to live that way. I'm just being honest. It is so sad to live in a place where you are constantly waiting for something bad to pop off and happen. And let me tell you, it's not pretty. It really is not pretty. Okay. For those of you that don't know, I've been married for 14 years, but my husband and I have been through a lot of storms. I don't talk about marriage. I'm not a marriage expert. I like to protect my marriage, uh, but it's no secret. You know, we've been divorced and we got remarried and here we are. Right. And when I met my husband, he was the sweetest, nicest guy. Like, seriously, he was a gentleman. He was the sweetest guy. You know, we didn't like each other like that because my husband's he's a white boy. I didn't like white boys just because, you know, I didn't, <laughs> you know, um, but he was, he was such a sweet person, like seriously. And we were friends. We met in youth ministry. We were friends. I didn't think he liked me. You know, I didn't think like, okay, here, let me say this. Let me just like backtrack. When you don't think a guy likes you, you almost let your guard down. Like, oh, cool. He don't like me. I could just be myself. Right. Because when you think a guy likes you and then you like him, it's almost like, I haven't, I haven't dated. So I'm assuming it's still this way. <laughs> it's almost like, uh, you kind of want to put your pretty hat on. Like, this is me, like, like this representation of yourself. Right. Uh, but when you don't like someone and you think they don't like you, you're just like, cool. We're just friends. Right. Especially if you guys have ever been in church, in youth ministry, you're always doing stuff. The church that I was in where I met my husband, girl, we were always doing stuff. We were like evangelizing. We were doing Bible study. We we're always doing stuff, always doing something. Car washes, like the whole thing. It was pretty cool to be in community that way too. But we were always together. We were doing drama and playing volleyball in the church parking lot. Like it was such a beautiful time. And so I think this guy doesn't like me, right? When you think someone doesn't like you, you just kind of show up as yourself, right? <laughs> uh, but it was it was really cool, right? Like, I can just be myself with this person. And this episode's not about dating, but I'm gonna like kind of get back to it. I, I got a little bit off track. He was really such a sweet guy. And I think when you have experienced abuse early on and, you know, just toxic people, and you really have a distorted view of what love is. And I was in a lot of really bad relationships. Uh, I was in abusive relationships. I am a survivor of domestic violence. Uh, one of my ex-boyfriends, I guess you could say, he tried to kill me. So, girl, I have a lot of stories, right? But here's the thing. When you've experienced abuse and men have treated you like trash and you find a nice guy... You're waiting for him to be the same way all the other guys were. This is what happens too. 
when all you're waiting for is for something bad to happen, you almost self-sabotage. You self-sabotage the good things. You self-sabotage that job. You self-sabotage what's happening in your life. And that is part of victim mentality. And so I think my dog agrees with me. (laughs) All right, guys. So my dog is here. So when you have victim mentality, then you're just waiting for things to happen, like bad things, right? And anytime something bad happens, it's always like, because man, this is just how life is. But what if sometimes things happen because maybe we made a mistake, right? A lot of times we don't want to take responsibility for things. So here's the thing, okay? And this is, again, I'm not at all trying to attack you. I'm just merely making a point of how sometimes we adopt this mindset that, you know, oh my God, everything bad things always happen to me. This is just how life is. And we just have this fixed mindset that nothing's ever going to be good. And that's what happens, right? A lot of times we fail to realize that A, life, just like I wrote in my book, life will throw some curveballs at us and they will feel painful. Life is not always these pretty sunshine days with you know, rainbows and butterflies. Life is not always going to go the way that we plan. Life is not always going to go according to our plans. However, how do we deal with the things that happen in life? How do we deal with things that we weren't expecting to happen? Right? Like, I lived this. I'm saying I live this with my daughter. I never expected her to say what she said to me. Or let me say this to you guys that are married. Have you ever said like, I didn't sign up for this? I didn't sign up for this. Has something been so hard that you have said, I didn't sign up for this? I know I have. I'm being real with you. So we have this expectation of how things are going to go. And when it doesn't go the way that we would have hoped it did, We just like, man, why did this happen to me? And let me tell you, I think that when we have these high expectations, I'm not saying don't have standards. I'm not saying don't have high expectations. But when we have these high expectations, we fail to realize that we need to stay flexible because things are going to happen that we don't expect. And let me tell you, for a girl who used to always run away, Growing up, I always ran away. Like, that's a whole other story. In fact, I think like that might be my second book is when we are running away, right? We have this runaway girl and then we take her into adulthood and we're trying to run away from our problems. Girl, I tried to run away from my marriage. There's a lot of things I tried to run away from. Why? Because I just didn't want to deal with it. But see, when you don't want to deal with things, air quotes, you don't learn anything. It's in those hard seasons. It's during the curveballs that you learn stuff. So rather than have a victim mentality that, man, things are always going wrong, or you're just waiting for the bad thing to pop off any given moment, let me just say, ask yourself, what can I learn from this? Because you can learn a lot from your problems and your faith can grow from your problems. So we all have things that we're going through behind the scenes. And I'm going to say this, okay? I've made this mistake in the past. 
but I'm going to say this right now. Don't go to social media and talk about your problems. Don't go to social media and talk about what you're going through in your marriage. Don't go to social media and vent to social media about what you're going through. Because I'm all about taking what you've gone through, taking that hard thing and teaching other people what they can learn from it. So if you're going to, you know, social media and airing all of your problems, how will you ever grow from it? Let's be honest. Sometimes we want people to take our side on things rather than allow people to speak some wisdom into us. Because here's the thing. A lot of people have already gone through what you're going through right now. Whatever season you're going through, maybe it's a hard season. Someone has gone through that. And maybe they've learned something because they've come out on the other side of it. So what I want to say to you today is whatever pressure you feel right now, whatever pressure you are going through, whatever hard thing you're facing, walk through it gracefully. Because here's what I want to tell you. We're going to go through things, small things, big things, painful things, uncomfortable things. Life is uncomfortable. And the problem is that when we try to stay comfortable, when we try to stay in our comfort zone, we never grow. We never learn to be wiser. We never learn how to be a blessing in the lives of others. You will be surprised how walking gracefully through the pressure of life helps you walk better, helps you walk more efficiently. Because the truth is that just because bad things have happened, doesn't mean that you have to let that control you or own you. Just because bad things have happened in life, and you're talking to someone who has experienced very, very painful things, okay? Just because bad things have happened doesn't mean that you can embrace a beautiful season. Maybe your season has been good. Maybe there's good things finally happening. Maybe you got that job promotion. Maybe you got that nice car, that nice house. Maybe you finally got that man you were praying for. So just because right now life is good doesn't mean that you should wait for the bad thing to pop off, right? To happen. I want you to know that whatever you're going through today, you're not alone. We all go through things. And I'm not saying like, girl, just deal with it. Like, you know, everything, bad things happen to everybody. Just deal with it. I'm not saying that. Here's what happens when we have victim mentality and we are just so focused on the bad things and the painful things. We give it so much power that we don't have power to look at it from a different perspective, right? I always talk about switch the angle that you're looking at stuff from. Switch the angle. Like when you're watching TV and you sit on another spot on the couch or the chair, you move the TV, whatever it is, you see things, you notice things that are a little bit different, right? I wrote about that in my book. So if something bad is happening, something painful is happening, something uncomfortable is happening, can you look at it from a different angle? Can you switch the perspective? Because if you don't, you are going to be so paralyzed and powerless. Because a lot of times what happens when we are going through things, we give it so much control and we allow fear and anxiety to kick in. Or 
because maybe we've grown up in dysfunction and trauma, right? We start doubting ourselves. We start having this negative self-talk, which I've talked about many times, just talking down to ourselves, just beating ourselves up. And I am a survivor of negative self-talk. I think, you know, I'm going to say this. I thank God that he called me into life coaching. I thank God that he called me into this whole other space that I never thought I would ever be a part of because that was not in my plans. That just wasn't in my plans to be a coach, podcast coach, life coach, whatever. That wasn't in my plans to invest in business programs, to invest in, you know, I am a certified life coach. I'm getting my second certification through John Maxwell. That wasn't in my plans to invest all this money in myself, right? In my growth, in my business. But that's where God called me. This is my calling, right? I'm walking in my calling and it's not always easy. And I can say this to you. I am a survivor of negative self-talk. I was the master at negative self-talk. I repeated so many things that were spoken over me, so many lies that I believed about myself. And it made me feel unworthy. It made me feel fear. It made me self-sabotage. It made me doubt myself. It made, no one had to talk down to me because I had already beat myself up so much with my words. And let me tell you, there is power in your tongue and in the words that you speak over yourself. And you want to be not motivated? Keep talking down to yourself because you will not be able to see yourself from a different perspective. Again, I am not trying to attack you, but this is Monday motivation and I'm a keep it real kind of person. I think it gets me in trouble sometimes because I can be a little harsh and my husband can tell you that (laughs) I'm trying to get better at that. And like, all right, how do I say this without being really harsh, right? I'm a work in progress, (laughs) but here's what I want to say to you. If you're feeling like life is just happening to you, everything just happens. Everything happens. You can't control it. You're right. You can't control what happens. You can't control what others say. You can't control how others feel. You can only control what you say, how you feel. Because we can't control life. Life is going to happen. And my one of my life coaching clients reminded me of this uh, over the weekend. She said something that I said on an episode. And I was like, did you hear that on another episode? She's like, no, you said that. I'm like, I said that. And then I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I did. Thank you to my listeners and my clients who remind me of what I say. <laughs> uh, when you have made a over... Man, I had another podcast. You guys know that. So I've probably, I don't know how many episodes I've made. It's probably been close to 200 or more. Uh, But I'm going to try to bring some of those episodes over to this podcast. So one of the things that I said was people say like life happens. Life doesn't happen to you. Life happens for you. And I said, you know, things happen for others too, right? So I'm paraphrasing. When I mean that things happen for others, right? Things happen. They happen to you. Life happens. We can't control things. And this perception that, yeah, it happened for you. But what if it happened for others? 
what if the painful things, what if the hard things and the uncomfortable things happen for others? Like, have you ever, you've already gone through something and maybe you meet someone and you're able to really impart wisdom because you've been there, right? That happened for them too. And I know it's a hard thing to grasp and a hard concept to really grasp because when we're living in a wounded state of mind, in a, you know, we have a fresh wound, it's really hard to see that, especially when it's something really, really painful. And as mothers, right, as, you know, tias, you know, as women, we care for others that we love. When things happen to them, we know it doesn't feel good. Like if you're a mom and something happens to your kid, girl, watch me get ghetto, right? (laughs) That's all I'm going to say. Things that happen to us happen for us, but they happen for others. Because a lot of times you're able to take what once was your pain, what once was your wound, but now is your scar. You're able to use that to help others. And I wrote about this in the book, a little part of this. I heard a pastor once say, your trauma can be a shortcut for someone else. And I lived that when all of this was happening with my daughter, because I'm a survivor of sexual abuse. And I was able to really understand, I kind of have an idea of how she's feeling right now. And maybe she can't put it into words because she's little. So when we go through stuff, we're able to have an idea of what someone is feeling. We don't know fully, right? We don't we don't know how people really feel. We don't know how they're processing things. Everybody processes things differently and they grieve differently, right? That's why a lot of times at funerals, you don't see people crying, but you see someone else really crying, like lamenting and crying. And you see someone else really not crying. And maybe people are like, man, they're not even crying. Well, you don't know, you know, they could be shopping to feel better or grieve or whatever it is, right? Everybody grieves differently. Everybody processes differently. But what you have gone through, you're able to get an idea of what someone else may be feeling. So today I want to remind you on this Monday Motivation episode that you can walk gracefully through the pressure. The pressure that you're feeling right now, you can walk gracefully through it because a lot of times it's the pressure that we feel it makes us. It's the pressure that we feel it's what molds us. And we don't take the opportunity to see it that way. I actually, during book club last time, which we had book club last week, we talked about the chapter, the training ground. and. What we were talking about was how sometimes what we're going through, right, that painful thing is actually leading us into our purpose. And I can tell you this, that what happened in my life with my dad, with my daughter, right, all of that led me to here. Girl, I would have never, ever in my life had a podcast. I am someone who God made fun of when I was growing up. I'm someone who got made fun of because my voice was squeaky. If you ever hear me trying to talk loud because I'm excited or there's loud music on, girl, my voice gets really high pitched. I try to control it. (laughs) So I would have never had a podcast. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. And then I just posted this. 
people always used to tell me, Ay, calla, te hablas mucho. Hablas mucho. Even my grandma, I'm named after my grandma, Micaela. May she rest in peace. She, they used to call her Doña Mica. And I have a former client, uh, shout out to her if she's listening, Clarissa. Uh, she calls me Doña Mica. And I'm like, oh my God, this girl reminds me of like, I'm my grandma, right? Uh, anyway, she's, she's cool. Shout out to you if you're listening. But um, my grandma even used to tell me, Ay, que hablas mucho, right? Like my family would call me Kela because my name's Micaela. So I had this belief that I talk too much. And I still sometimes when I'm talking to my husband, you know, he's a trucker. So I talk to him on the phone a whole lot. I'd be calling him all the time. Like, what are you doing? Did you eat? How are you? Where are you? Right. Um, so I got to remind him to eat. Right. Because I can't feed him. But I'm like, I'm talking a lot, right? And he's like, no, no, you know, so he's a great listener. I'm a great talker. It just works out great. <laughs> but listen, we talked about the training ground. And I can tell you that everything I went through, all the pain led me here. It led me to write a book. It led me, it led me to do so many things I never thought I would have done. And of course, I'm going to say, man, that was God's hand over my life because I never would have done that. Right. He made me brave. <laughs> and so I want to say this to you, though. A lot of times the pressure is the training ground. It is the place of training. And I want to read something to you because I read this during a book club and I'll have to find it. Hopefully I can find it right now. What I was talking about was Queen Esther in the Bible. Okay. I'm going to kind of give you like a really, really short version. This is not a Bible study. I'm just going to give you a short version that Esther really came from nothing. She came from nothing. She had no parents. She was chosen to be queen. So if you've ever gone to Sunday school or you've heard, you know, the Bible story of Queen Esther, she was chosen to be queen because she was beautiful. And I think more than that, I, I really feel that whatever she carried inside of her was so attractive to the king, to the people around her, that she was chosen to be queen. And so here she was, this queen, right? And her people, she was Jewish, but nobody knew that she was Jewish. So anyway, you got to read the story, okay? If you want to know more about it, um, it's uh, the book of Esther and chapter four is kind of where that verse comes from that what if what if you are in your royal position for this time? So her people were going to be killed because this guy named Haman didn't like the Jewish people. So he decreed that they should all be killed. Um, and he really like was really prideful, you know, wanted he thought he was all that in a bag of chips. <laughs> but Here's what happens. Her cousin Mordecai, the one that raised her, it's almost like he reminds her in this moment, in this hard moment, like, girl, you need to speak up. You need to speak up for your people. And he kind of puts her in a position where he reminds her who she is in that moment, that she's queen. That she has a crown. She's in a royal position. That she has authority. And I believe that in... So I'm paraphrasing from my book. But I believe that in that moment, she realized the power and authority she had inside of her. So I'm going to actually read it really quick. Page 81 at the bottom. 
There's a story in the Bible about a young woman named Esther who became queen. She had no parents, just a cousin who was looking out for her. In this story, a prideful man named Haman wants to kill the Jewish people. No one knew Esther was Jewish, and these were her people. The short version of this story is Esther speaks up for her people, even though it could have cost her her life. She saved her people because of her courage and boldness. Esther did not come from wealth. She was just an ordinary girl. However, she did not allow her past to stop her from speaking up for her people. I believe Esther finally realized the power and authority inside of her. Esther saw herself for who she truly was and not who she had been in the past. Esther understood the power and authority she carried inside. Someone helped her realize that she carried what she carried within. This person challenged her to see herself as more. Her cousin Mordecai tells her in Esther 4.14, And who knows, but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Girl, I don't know about you, but that pumps me up. Even when things look tragic and we have gone through so much pain and chaos, we can choose to stand up, speak up, and be bold. If you read the rest of the story in the book of Esther, you will see that she indeed saves her people. The whole story is like a real-life telenovela. Sometimes life is like a tragic telenovela episode. You wonder when will I finally get to the part where life gets less complicated, less painful, and you finally heal. I feel like that was a good part of like where I'm going, but that's really what I want to remind you, okay? That your pain, your tragic telenovela episode may actually be your place of training. It may actually be what leads you into your purpose. The pain and chaos that you go through can actually be what God uses to help others, what you can use to impact others. So never feel that for those of you that want to have a podcast (laughs) or you want to be a coach, right? Whatever it is, those of you who feel like there's so much more that you are being called into, don't allow what people have said or the pain or the past or the pressure to make you think that you can't do it, okay? Walk gracefully through the pressure because on the other side of it is something truly beautiful. And I'm going to close with that. I want to thank you again for being part of this community, this sisterhood. And thank you so much for just allowing me to share your days with you. I know some of you listen on your way to work, maybe when you're washing clothes. But I just want you to know that I appreciate you and I love you, girl. And I pray for you. I pray for all my listeners. Hey, if you have something you want me to pray for, you can DM me on Instagram at the Fearless Mohead Podcast. Uh, if you, anything you feel on your heart, you want to reach out to me, please feel free. But I hope you have an amazing week and we'll continue chapter two next Monday motivation. And of course, you will listen to another episode on Wednesday. I'm actually I was talking about making meaningful connections, so there will be part two of that. Alrighty, God bless. Hey, Mujer, before you go, did this episode help you in any way? I'd love to know what you thought about this episode so I know what content to keep creating for you. 
Do me a favor, tag me in your stories on IG at the Fearless Mujer Podcast and let me know how this episode helped you. And you know that the Fearless Mujer is not just a podcast, right? It's a sisterhood. Do me a favor, share this episode with your amigas, your primas, your tias, because something powerful happens when we lift each other up and together we're truly powerful. So tag me, tag your amigas, share the link with them. And if you found value in this podcast, leave me a review on Apple because that means so much. And by the way, want to take the conversation deeper? Come join the podcast community. Go to fearlessmohead.com, click on podcast community, and let's talk about this episode. God bless. Thank you.